It's bonus time. What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of Combos Court. And I am Combo. Hope everybody's enjoying their weekend. Go rate, review, and punch down in that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app. Today's show, Bobby White, who's a basketball trainer based in the New Jersey area, joins in. Bobby has trained some of the top high school players in the state. He also has traveled the world training in places like China and Israel. It was a great conversation. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. You could follow Bobby on Instagram at Bobby White. That's B-O-B-B-Y-W-H-Y-T-E. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Bobby White, welcome to Combo's Court. How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling lovely. Lovely? Lovely. Lovely. I see you doing the um the combo workouts. You got your kids running the hills. I like that. Those are your workouts? I wasn't aware. I, yeah. See, that's fine. I didn't know you invented that. I invented the game of basketball. So I always <laughs> love to hear and talk to other inventors. I think I think I think it was James Naismith, but what whatever. We'll, we'll go with Bobby White ne- today. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> What's the word though, man? How you feeling? Good man. Uh, I was traveling a bunch. I was out in Israel for like 10, 11 days. I was running the camp out there, but uh, this time it was a little extra special. I got to uh, bring my wife out there, which was cool. So uh, I worked for a couple of days and then we got to travel. Uh, we was working in Tel Aviv and then we got to travel. Uh, went out to Jerusalem and a couple other spots. Got to float in the Dead Sea. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, Israel's a great place. Yeah. Um, there's nothing really like floating in the Dead Sea. And you you feel something special when you go see the whale and wall and, and everything, right? Oh like yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a different, it's a completely different atmosphere. I'm saying the word vibe, I just feel like it's uh, overused now. Everyone's talking about vibe this, vibe that, but uh, it's definitely a different vibe out there. I wanted to ask you, what do you feel like the, some of the biggest myths are when it comes to training? Um, I think it, it, there, there's a there's a lot of myths out there. I think some of the biggest ones right now is that like there's one answer to everybody's problem, right? I think, and I think that covers a lot of different ones, right? Like everyone's always looking for the answer. Like what's the answer to get me better at basketball? What's the answer to make me jump higher? And then they think, got, it's a, they think it's a quick fix pretty much. Right. Yeah. It's a quick fix or it's like one thing, right? Right. If I, if I, if I just did this, if I got the Vertimax, then that's going to get my bounce up. Right. I, like that's a big one now. And the Vertimax is a great tool. And some people think I like to bash it, but I'm not bashing the tool, but it's just a tool. You have to know how to use that tool properly and uh, consistently. Uh, to get results like people just like strap kids on a vertimax nowadays and uh think that's the meal ticket like i dribble my basketball around with the power hands um i think it's a great tool but obviously i would get a great workout if i never used the power hands right i think you actually i think you actually asked me one time hit me up about my opinion on kettlebells and i'm like well it depends how you use them i mean if you hit your right. head with a kettlebell you're not gonna jump much higher get any stronger but <laughs> there's a ton of good stuff you can do with them i feel like the kettlebells is like efficient like you could have it in your house 
You know oh, I mean? it's, yeah, you can. I mean, like you can find that if you found the right kettlebell, uh, you can do a lot with it. And then as you get stronger, you know, maybe it takes you a couple months to, to build up to it. You get good at swings or, you know, overhead presses with it. There's so much you can do to it. And then, you know, then you graduate and you buy a new kettlebell, you know, and you have one tool that you can do, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff with. I also love uh, I just got into Indian clubs. Uh, so I'm, I, Is that the thing with the little ball at the end? The Indian club, they're, they're, they look like juggling pins. Sorry, I'm, I'm talking about the mace. Yeah, you're talking mace? about the mace. Yeah, that, yeah, I use a sledgehammer more than I use the mace, honestly. But I haven't got into that. Uh, I'm sure it's a great tool as well. But again, you know, these are just tools. It really depends on how you use them. And they have to be part of like an overall training program, right? Not, there's no one tool that's the answer for everything. It, it's about finding the right tools and putting, putting them together in a system or a program that makes sense that you can scale. Do you feel like kettlebell swings translate well to encore performance yeah, when it comes so to basketball? There's a, so that's, that's one of my favorites because it, it brings a connection from the upper body the over, to the lower body. Um, a lot of people, you know, they want to build leg strength. They want to build upper body strength. But a lot of times they're missing the connection between the two. So if you look at the greatest jumpers in the world, and there was actually studies done with this. I learned it at a seminar I was at um, not too long ago. But they took the, the best athletes they had from a group, and they saw that the best athletes, is, there's a 20% difference from when they do a broad jump with their arm swing as opposed to a broad jump with their hands on their hips where they don't have the counter movement of their arms right, right. so athletes that aren't you know then you have some athletes that are that are farther away from that more than 20 percent, and then some athletes they get no power when they use their arms so like their broad jump or their vert with with the arm swing let's say it's 40 inches without the arm swing it's 38 so they're not getting any connection from their upper body to lower body so the kettlebell i use rope slams and i use a whole bunch of other uh other stuff to to really build that connection it's kind of like real strength, like how, um, you know, when like back in prehistoric days, when yeah, humans, so first, when humans you, first were around, you know what I mean? If you look at development and I mean, just what humans were, you know, created doing what we're supposed to do, we're, we were meant to carry things more than we were pit, like supposed to pick up things. Like right. you don't see many people like in, in human nature picking up a box and putting it straight down, uh, you know, a hundred times or for right. reps to 10, right? We don't sit there and pick things up 10 times and put them down 10 times, but we do care. We carry babies. We carry tools we carry instruments and we carry things so one of the best things we can do is carry and, and loaded carries so i do a lot of that as well awesome all right look uh, you know i know you're not a nutritionist or a dietitian but when a kid says who asking, says who oh are you <laughs> no. <laughs> no when a kid asks you you know he's he's trying to eat like yeah. you know performance no it's a like, great topic yes what do you what do you tell the kid man what do you, what all do you right. like so, basically you know the, the low-hanging fruit as they would say all right so so i i do something to to rule out a lot of that so to to give myself one to give myself less work i i hand every kid that asks me about diet nutrition a food log and i ask for three days i want him to write down everything that goes into his body from water to skittles to vitamins to supplements right and He's got, and it's three days. I want everything that goes into his body for three days. Okay. I've handed right. out thousands of these at this point, Combo. Thousands. Oh, wow. How many do you think I've gotten back? <laughs> Five. Yeah. May, maybe nine out of like, you know, okay. I, I've trained a lot of kids at this point, a lot of athletes. So I don't give nutrition advice. If you can't take the time to write down what's going in your body, you're not going to listen to it, my advice. So I learned that from one of my trainers actually growing up, but it's a great way. But if kids really do take the time, and maybe it's more than 9 or 10, maybe it's like 20 or 30, but the kids that really want to change their diet and are really serious about it, first they'll take the time to record what's going into the body. And once I can see what they're actually eating, the changes I, I – 
honestly give the same advice almost every single time. And it's drink more water, eat more protein and stop eating fried foods at McDonald's. You know, right. The, the, I'd say more. I'd say more greens is a big thing, too. Oh, more greens. Of course. Of course. Yeah, more greens, yeah. more vegetables. But, you know, the biggest problem with dieting isn't our knowledge of what diet to choose. It's our ability to adhere to those diets. Right. right? It's, do you even do you even like the word diet though? Uh, no, because diet's yeah. it's a fad. It's something yeah, that you exactly. know I have to do for a certain amount of time. You know, I like to teach. You know, you know, I, I honestly just ate half a pint of Ben and Jerry's before this podcast. On <laughs> <laughs> my life, I, yeah, uh, I, that's I not know. the worst thing. Yeah, possible, I, I ate yeah. perfectly all day, and I actually struggle with doing this a little late at night. It's nine thirty past my bedtime, but I struggle a little bit before bed. But during the day, I'm eating salads, I'm eating whole foods, I'm eating stuff closer to the earth, and that's what I generally tell them. You know, you need to drink more water, and you you, you need to eat what you know is healthy: greens, vegetables. Uh, you know, whole foods, meats, stuff like that, unless you have an allergy, whether it's a dairy allergy or gluten allergy, you know, you just got to stop. You got to eat like an adult. Definitely. You know, you said the trainers when you were growing up, I didn't realize you were that young, man. I didn't even know they had uh, basketball trainers when you were growing up. Yeah. So shortly after I invented the game of basketball, uh, people started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually blessed. I mean, if, if you want me to go into that a little bit, I was blessed. I had phenomenal trainers uh, starting when I was about 14 years old, uh, both on the court uh, and in the weight room. And uh, both of them gave me my first job as a trainer when I got out of college. And, I, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I loved working out and I knew I loved basketball. So I reached out to the people I looked up to growing up, which were my trainers. And, uh, you know, I went out and I got all the certifications I needed. And I, I learned from, you know, guys that are, you know, world renowned and travel the world doing this stuff. And, was, uh, your, was your trainer DJ Sackman? My trainer was <laughs> DJ was my point guard, man. He was my point guard. I'm just messing with you. I'm yeah. just messing with you. Yeah. Um, so in this day and age, you know, I feel that um, the, the, play, the kids growing up, they don't really play pickup anymore, right? It's just like all organized. Everything's monetized. Everything is AAU and travel and tra they travel like I've got the kids in North Jersey traveling to Atlanta or traveling to Florida or traveling to Vegas and they play another team from New Jersey. It's out of control. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, so like... do, you, do you feel the kids are, you know, back in the day you used to play pickup if you yeah. lost, if, if you lost, you were off the court. I, I, played that, pick I up. thought that. I, I thought mean, that taught the kids something. You, know? you just mentioned before, DJ said, I mean, we, we lived at the courts. That's, I lived playing pickup. And if yeah. I, when I was young and I was like 13, 14, playing with the older high schoolers, I had to earn my spot. And that was a big part of it. I, you know, I was a shy kid. I wasn't loud. I'm not, I wasn't as crazy as I am now with tattoos and stuff. I was, you know, I was a shy kid. And uh, I gained a lot of confidence from, from the game of basketball and then playing the game of basketball in a pickup setting. Yeah, do you feel like the kids are missing something these days with that? Uh, not all of them. Yeah, some of them still have it. Like, there are good kids, like, out there that want to be pushed, that go find up pickup games, that are constantly trying to, you know, improve their right. game and compete. But I, is that just the thing that we say when we get older, like, the next generation is softer, or is it actually true? Because I feel like it's true. I feel like these kids are softer than I was. But I think it might just be something we say as we get older. Like, no, you know, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they're getting softer. I, and I know for a fact they're getting more athletic. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, like my my dad talked about, you know, walking to school uphill both ways in the snow. You know, and now, uh, yeah. well, that was build, that was building slow twitch muscle fibers. Yes, oh, all types of fibers. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else you would like to talk about, Bobby? What's up? Um, I don't know. You, you asked me here, right? Or actually, no, I kind of asked you. <laughs> <laughs> What are you, what's going on with the NBA? So I was out in Israel for a couple of weeks and I kind of, as I'm out there, Chris Paul gets traded. That whole thing happened. What do you think about the NBA right now? 
everybody's it's almost like a contract doesn't matter anymore because once you're not happy you could uh say you don't want to be here and then you can yeah. get traded you know, is it if you sign for five years it don't really mean it's uh right five years <laughs> is it possible to like root for a team anymore like I, wait, I is it like how do you root for a team like when i think it's league? more about the individual players people, right the kids are rooting for you know the adult i think the adults are kind of hanging on to that team thing yeah but I don't know if that's really a thing anymore. Like, if people ask me, uh, you know, I'm still a Knicks fan. But I last year, I mean, maybe I watched four games, you know. But I'm, so, you know, I still say I'm a Knicks fan. It's it's hard though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you're not a Knicks fan anymore? You feel that? I, how how could you be a fan of what they're doing? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty bad. But at least they got Zach Randolph, right? That's a good sign. Eh? I guess. I, I mean, you know it's what? Not, it is? It's not KD. It's not the, Kyrie. It's yeah, not they should. They shouldn't have got their people's it's hopes up. It's not Zion. It's, you know, we get our hopes up and, and nothing. Yeah, but nobody should have got their hopes up about Zion because, the you know, the lottery ball is like, what was yeah. it? Uh, it? It wasn't a high chance they were going to get him, you know. Well, they they had the top chance, though. It was them and the uh, Cavs and whoever yeah, else. Yeah, it was still less than 25%, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where else you traveling to? Right now, I'm just trying to – I'm honest. I've been on the phone with a couple guys that I know. Uh, other, probably some actually trainers and stuff you've had on the podcast, but uh, I'm just trying to get out – um, maybe down to Florida, or just you know, stay in the states and get out and um, try to help some kids in different parts of the country. You know, I've been training kids and athletes, and now I've gotten you know pros, and you know, I train the top players in New Jersey at the high school, uh, high school players in New Jersey at this point. So I'm really just trying to, you know, stay with them and and really be a big part of their you know success and growth and 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 just be there for them. Right. Speaking of Jersey, you know, when I was growing up, you know, New York was o- always produced the best players. Has it changed now? Is New Jersey on top when it when it comes to the tri-state when it comes to the tri-state area? I feel like at the high school level, maybe, but I mean, look look at the NBA and the higher levels. I don't know. Um, you know, the, you know, we've got we've got Kyrie, right? Oh no, we've got Kyrie. We did no, we definitely put out some some hoopers, but yeah, we've got you know at the high school level, some of these Jersey kids, their followings, you know, at such a young age are crazy. And I guess that's all over. But we I, I, we have a lot of good players. Um, and a lot of them don't end up playing high school ball in Jersey, so I kind of lose track of the ones that don't. Right. Um, but it's cool now for me, especially now that I've been, you know, I've been doing this for some time. A lot of the kids I'm training, you know, they're playing in college and I get to watch them on TV. And then with the draft, you know, last time I talked to you, you know, it was like you asked me about the NBA and I was like, you know, if you want to talk about high school basketball, I can. But now that my players are starting to get to that, you know, where they're, they're getting ready for the draft and stuff like that, I'm really starting to follow the NBA a lot more because, you know, the players I trained from high school are now getting to that level. I was, I'm the head strength coach for Hudson Catholic, uh, just the basketball team. So I, I, so I was fortunate enough two years ago when I got to work with, uh, Luther Muhammad, uh, Javon Quinterly and Luke King and Luke King, uh, declared for the draft. Yeah. So what's up with Javon? That whole, you know, everybody's I, so, been kind of hard. Everybody's been kind of hard on the jelly fam thing, you know, man, me it's and not I, easy. Me uh, and Rafer and, were on the show. Like, you know, we were kind of talking about how we believe that they're going to um, do well with basketball. and We believe in them. Oh. But what's going on with them now? Uh, I, I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, out of those three, I talked to Luther the most. Uh, Luther comes yeah. home and works out while he's home. He's back at Ohio State now. Um, gotcha. he, he, the kid's a workhorse, too. But, you know, Javon will find his way. I, I don't know if you've ever seen him live. I, I have. I, yeah. I saw, you know, even before I was at Hudson Catholic and got to see him play live, you know, I, I knew he was good. But uh, seeing him move with the ball the way he does with the ball on the court, I've never seen anything like it. And he's got he's got that it factor, man. He really does. So I'm confident he'll find his way as well. They, they, they know how to work. And uh, you can't teach that. Well, Bobby, man, thanks for being here. Yeah. We appreciate you, man. No, I appreciate being on this, man. <laughs>
Combo Nation, man. A bonus episode of Combos Court. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed this show. Big shouts to Bobby for joining in. We appreciate you. Go let me know how you feel about this episode right on the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Leave a five-star rating as well. Be on the lookout for episode 85. Combo out.